So, or with her honey, and you're making out when the phone rings, you answer it, and the voice is, What are you doing with my daughter? You tell her girl, and she say, My dad is dead. Then Then who who was was phone? Hello, and welcome to the Spoops Podcast, the premier spot on the internet where we celebrate failed horror. Yeah, sometimes it might sound a little like mockery, but we're really celebrating all of the ways and all of the beautiful things that have happened on the internet in terms of horror and what it used to be. Speaking of things on the internet, I would love to take a moment to talk about our website, which is the best way to tune into the Spoops Pod. Oh, it's delightful. It's it's amazing. We have the story posted there for the re-edit, which is just fabulous. And let's not even begin to talk about just the wonderful, wonderful website design from that certain company. Absolutely. That certain company that, boy, howdy, uh, if they ever offered a sponsorship money, we would definitely, definitely seriously consider their offer. I've changed my tune. They didn't give it to me right away. Fair enough. They're going to have to come to me and ask me politely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair. Very fair. Round area. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that popular website design, round area. You know what? Maybe we'll just go to a different website maker. One that Maybe gives us we'll sponsor. Make our own website. Yeah, maker. we're gonna make our own website. <laughs> make a where, round area. Yeah, we are launching round. No, <laughs> round area. Okay. So anyway, yes, thank you. Also, uh, guess who's joined the over thousand views club? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was on a short and not one of our videos, but still, it counts. Yeah, and uh, let's let's just uh, thank our wonderful producer, Stephen, because he was the voice that kind of drove, drove that with the, how old was she? <laughs> that was beautiful. I yeah. thought that was such a throwaway moment. So when the views on that blew up, I was like, really? <laughs> this is the thing? <laughs> Welcome to the internet. <laughs> So uh, (laughs) let's not go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) No, 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 not yet, not yet. So anyway, what we desperately need is people to tell us what stories you want us to read because you've earned that. You've earned that, and we want to give that to you. We're just waiting for somebody to tell us what you want. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do that by reaching out, contacting us at thespoopspod at gmail dot com. Or you can do it directly through Spotify. Sure, the questions might be different, but you could literally drop what story that you want in there, and I'll know. Yeah. I'll know. Oh, yeah. Also, you could just put it right now in the comments section. Absolutely. If you're watching on YouTube, you could just be like, yeah, I want my immortal. It's kind of like a horror story. Exactly. We'd love to hear from you. Um, now, before we continue on, of course, we have to uh, credit uh, the Troll Pasta Wiki. Troll Pasta Wiki, thank you for making my job. Delightful. And also, I'd like to credit the Slenderman Wiki because I did pull some of that stuff. The off. Slenderman Wiki. Ooh. Yeah. Um, for some I reason, I need to put that on my bookmarks. Yeah. The uh, the uh, rake stuff. A lot of it. A lot of the good stuff came from there. Of course, there's also the. Oh, we're talking pasta. about the gardening instrument. Yes, Don't worry yeah. about it. Exactly. You didn't hear a spoiler or anything. No. It no. is worth noting as well that um, today's question comes from R slash Horror. Uh, instead of from Kiora. Well, we all know that Kiora only had so much inside of it. It's true. It's it mainly true. stolen valor, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's mainly stolen valor military posts. Uh, <laughs> mainly that, uh, though, of course, there is archives that you could go to for old Yahoo answers. Oh. Yeah, I know. Thank you. The internet. I'll be writing that down. Uh, the internet 
cried at the day that they took down Yahoo Answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Wayback so Machine. Did, so did content creators. I think a lot of content creators <laughs> cried when they took down Yahoo. People like us. Uh, my brother, my brother and me, I know, had at least two months of mourning where they didn't eat. It was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> are we ready to get started? I am spoops ready. Okay, good. Because today, instead of having multiple stories, we have one really long one brought out inside of Expressed into what we hope to present to you today, a full radio drama. That's right. This episode, we are going to be playing our parts and casting our roles and appreciating the true beauty that is 107.esp. Though, before we get started, um, computer tech people, what is a .esp file? You got me. Oh, I knew I it. I actually don't know. I knew it. Um, let me, because I forget exactly. This is how we weed out the tech boys from the, the tech, tech men. Man. Indeed. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. It's a vector file format, often required for professional and high-quality image printing. So when it comes to, um, yeah, like high-quality graphic designs and stuff, they'll have it in an ESP format. So yeah, it's just basically something to make your lines crisper and... Stuff like that. So let's go read about the scary JPEG. Part one. Part one. You can say that I'm a computer nerd, and I'm not going to lie. I am one. I spend a lot of time on here playing web and PC games. Nothing weird ever happened when I was on it. I got a couple of viruses, but they were very minor. Recently, I got a file on my desktop entitled 107.esp. I had no idea how it appeared, but I knew that it was a virus. So I was about to delete it, but it opened itself up on me. I was very dumbfounded on how it did. But when I went to exit out, but when I tried, a screen popped up saying, It's too late. Right after that, my computer shut itself off and turned itself back on, but the file was nowhere to be seen. That night, I had a nightmare that I was walking home from school. Everything was silent, and I heard a faint screeching in the background. I continued to walk further, and the screeches grew louder. And then I approached a forest. I was walking. As I walked deeper, it it became darker and darker, and the screeches grew louder and louder until my eardrums were about to burst. Eventually, it all stopped. Now, complete blackness and total silence. And then I heard a deep, demonic voice saying, You're dead. I felt a sharp knife at my back, and then I woke up in terror. I looked at the clock, and it said 421. I was still trembling, and I decided to get a cup of water to cool me down. Eventually, I got better and decided to go back to bed. When I got back, I noticed that my computer was on. It said, Do you know the person standing behind you? I felt a horrible chill down my spine, greater than any fear I ever felt, as I slowly turned behind me, and there was nothing there. When I turned back, a new message said, Did that scare you? Then two boxes popped up saying, Yes or no. I was ready to scream at that point. I knew that the file had to be responsible for it somehow. So I clicked on the yes. And a screen popped up saying, Do you know the person in the computer? I was confused. 
and this time when the boxes popped up, I clicked on no. A screen popped up saying, yes you do. <clears throat> I was even more confused at that point. Another screen popped up saying, I know you know this person. Do you want to know how I do? I thought of turning it off, but I knew it was just a virus. That was the only answer I had. I I then clicked on the yes and a screen popped up saying, Because that person is you. A hand popped out of the screen and grabbed my neck, and I woke up for real that time. The next morning at school, I told my friends about my weird experience last night, but strangely, 80 other kids got the same 107.esp file like I did. It felt very weird, but I knew I had to get a hold of myself because I had a history test that day. My grade was a B- so far. After school, I needed to get to more... After school, I needed to get more info on that. I called about 10 of them, and they said that they had different dreams than me, but they said it was terrifying and too real to be reality. I decided to go on YouTube and look at videos, but then the screen popped back up and said, 107 wants to talk with you. I was scared, but yet curious, and I knew that I had to get more information on this. When I clicked on yes, the screen said, hello. I angrily put, Who are you? And what do you want from me, you stupid idiot? The screen said, Calm down. You're going to need your energy for later. I put, Listen to me. If you don't leave me alone, then I will call the cops and have you arrested for the rest of your miserable life. Then the screen said, No cops will ever find me, and I don't think my life is miserable because I spend my time messing with people's minds and making them suffer. Then I said, Well, you can just unalive yourself because you will never know where I live, you have no control over me, and you don't know anything about me, you stupid internet troll. Then the computer said, Ah, I get it. You must not believe me. Well, I guess I just have to show proof then. I then turned my computer off at that point. I was so mad. Intermission. <laughs> da 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 da. She's starting to get good too. Okay, so part one. What are your guys' thoughts so uh, far? So, <laughs> actually, does anybody? Did you guys read all the way through that story yet? No. No. Okay. Thank you. Cold read. Okay. So, yeah. tell me. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think he's going to probably wind up dead from the computer okay. in some way, shape, or form. I would like to point out, though, when he's like, I went to YouTube because that is the place to figure, like, that is the information <laughs> hub. Like, he could have gone to Reddit. He could have gone to- Oh, yes, Reddit, the yep. very trustworthy spot. <laughs> More- Dear Reddit users, <laughs> you, think, you think YouTube's better? Elisa <laughs> has video tutorials. <laughs> Most and it never are. actually said that he was going to YouTube to figure it out. He could have just been going on there to be like, oh, yeah, I want to go watch more Kane and JC. Oh, show me that funky video where they get sour cream poured on their heads. That's the only thing that can fix my blues. Fair. Sorry, my wife watches a lot of Kane and JC. <laughs> it's like every time we sit down, somehow a new Kane and JC video comes up. <laughs> so it's all my mind. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. It's lurking. lurking. Always be lurking. Uh, well, I don't think it's fair to rate this yet. No, um, no, 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 no. But yeah. just give me your predictions. Mm. 
I want to see how you guys can finish. I this. think if because because the uh, cyber demon has said something about proof, I'm assuming that somebody else is going to end up dead. Yeah. Okay. So somebody else is going to end up dead, and what's the resolution of the story? Something dumb. Very dumb. I deeply, deeply want to believe that the cyber demon is going to take um, take our main character on a journey of self-discovery. Um, okay. That he's going to come to the realization that he's done something terrible to someone else online, and that, uh, that this is, you know, the karmic retribution for that, and he'll come to the realization that the program is indeed... A, uh, a microcosm of himself and he will wind Ooh. up being fully incorporated into the loop. Um, I'm a little concerned though, because I feel like the opening to this was really, really strong. Like I was fully prepared to give this a four and I feel like we got into the part with the dialogue with the computer and things took a hard time <laughs> at that point. <laughs> so I'm not well, really I mean, sure. Okay. If we're being fair, um, <laughs> I might've also slightly biased you with my, uh, with my read descriptions, mm. such as a slightly hurt cyber demon, yeah, that's because fair. the uh, the the story hasn't revealed to you yet that it's a cyber demon. Yeah, so. that's right. Oh, I, I will. Oh, I, see, I, I see. will state though. I will state. Um, dialogue is hard, so I'm not going to knock them on. Like when that's it true. comes to writing, it's so much easier to write paragraphs than it is to write good descriptive dialogue. Right. That's um, true. Yeah. Like, it is. Well, and it's so hard to ride that line between. Um, between descriptive speech and believable speech. Yep. Because I think this is believable speech. I just think it's a little too well, believable, know, actually. <laughs> well, you know, nothing's more believable than no cop will ever find me, and I don't think my life is miserable because I get to spend my time messing with people's minds and making them suffer. I, ha, ha. That's my nine to five. Everybody else wakes up and it's a nine to five grind. But me, I've never gone to a day of work in my life. I just make people hate themselves. <laughs> Working nine to five. What a way to drive people crazy. <laughs> going to make them pay. Going to make them leave life early. <laughs> oh, no. Hmm. Oh, well, let's get to Bradley's cryptid. I was going to say, so yeah, so this week we are um, branching off of cryptids, um, and we're going to uh, take a hard right into uh, creepy pastas. Now there are um, there are a lot of creepy pasta stories that uh, Josh and I Josh and I personally love mm-hmm. that we can't talk about. Um, because due to creative, um, yeah, due to creative commons and stuff, uh, we don't have licensing. So, you know, a lot of the big names in the creepypasta world, we can't necessarily tell their stories. Well, that's not necessarily true. We can do descriptive, we can talk about them. We well, can't read their stories. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, we can't read their stories, but we can't talk about them. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, we're going to talk about the rake today, uh, because, oh. The rake is one of my favorite um, mm-hmm. favorite little gems. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about his origin. We're going to talk about uh, how he enjoys uh, killing people. And uh, most importantly, how apparently uh, he's Slenderman adjacent. And also how he can be wooed by raw steak thrown over the fence. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's just go here. So the rake is the name of a creature with very little information about it, believe it or not. Um, It's described by original reports as a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort with a body position that seemed unnatural as it had been hit by a car or something. 
The Rake's only appearance in video is through Everyman Hybrid, uh, which is captured on film twice and heard at least once. Now, do you know what Everyman Hybrid is? I do not. I wish I did. Okay, so Everyman Hybrid is actually a YouTube channel. You can go and you can find some of their YouTube videos. They do a whole bunch of Slenderman videos and like they do like some pretty like intriguing cryptid stuff. So uh yeah, no. So um they actually apparently got uh the rake on video. Um now there are some debates about this. Some people say that the rake name or nomature refers to his teeth because he has so many of them um a lot of other people say that it is referring to its hands or more so accurately his very large claws it's capable of inflicting serious damage to a victim in seconds and is extremely violent not only is the rake dangerous but it also silent capable of slipping into a sleeping room of a victim unnoticed the rake appears to prefer killing its victims when it's completely oblivious to its presence, typically while they're sleeping. And its accepted MO of killing is lacerating its target to death, causing them to die of blood loss or dismemberment in a gory fashion. The rake's Ooh. apparent method of travel is teleportation, meaning it can materialize in any unseen location via a portal. Portals. I haven't heard the pocket dimension thing before. <laughs> now that's new. Um, this pocket dimension is disputed. Um, they say that uh, there's also the possibility that there are just multiple rakes. Um, mm. I find that more believable. Now the reason why there is this hey, kind JFK of JFK conspiracy. Um, there's this kind of divergent, and this is where its uh, kind of connection to Slenderman comes in. Is they believe it's almost like. A, Basically, Slenderman got bored and bestowed his power upon a creature, mm. and now it has the like the abilities that Slenderman has to kind of like, you know, portal jump and shift. So Slenderman, yeah. tired of immortality and also um, sharing this burden by himself, bestowed his supernatural power and gave himself a pet. Basically. You'd think he'd just open a dry cleaning place. <laughs> okay, so cost. wait. Wait, 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 wait. This is so perfect. Jeff the Killer and uh, the Rake have, I'm sorry, Slenderman have old beef, right? So yeah. like they're notoriously yeah. enemies. Yes. yes. But he saw Jeff the Killer had smiledog.jpg and yeah. got super jealous of his pet. So he's like, I'm going to give myself a cute pet too. Yeah. Well, and like, and this is, you know, where some of the things, the reason why this creature is deformed is because it could have been a human that just couldn't contain the power of Slenderman and it mutated him in an awful way. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, can, I, can I softball a question? Sure. Early on softball here? it right, right in. So you had mentioned, you know, long claws and granted, I know the rake. The rake is one of my OGs, one of my favorites. Um, and, and so you, you mentioned though, with, with the claws, you know, the goal is like, you know, in killing is, is eviscerate, you know, yeah. and, and this is an interdimensional, it's supposedly an interdimensional being, you know, yeah. there's creationist eviscera. Yes. Yeah. So it stands to reason that a, uh, a, a, a person chopping device or, or creature with teleportation powers could potentially be responsible for a certain event that took place <laughs> over Kentucky. <laughs> All I'm saying is I see a correlation. <laughs> no, yeah, no, for sure. Especially considering that... Uh, Portal powers. 
Yeah. The last time we talked about this, it was also mentioned that the rake could be a female Windigoon? Yeah. Windigo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not Windigoon, the popular YouTube channel. (laughs) So maybe, yeah, they had like a Windigo and a Windigo and a rake had like a date. Yeah. But the mess was everywhere. And they're like, I can't have this in our space. And Dave. Just, <laughs> you just, and like, you know, I Dave, imagine- it's messy. Again, we live here. We're raising our little cannibal children here, Dave. I, Look and, at this. And here's, here's the other thing. I imagine like when they portal open, it's not like thinking portal opens. It's like take claws cuts hole through dimension. Right. Oh. Like that's how sharp their claws are that they can just. Right. Yeah. Feeling right. cute. Might yeah. evaporate a man, IDK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave, you need to take the trash out right now. I'll take the trash out, okay? Stop asking me, Wenda. There. Are we good? <laughs> Where'd you even send that? You're going to blow our cover, Dave. That's it. I'm going back to Harvey. He was an accountant before he became a cannibal. An accountant. What were you before you became a cannibal monster living inside of the woods? A chef. At Burger King, okay? I'm going back to Harvey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me just real quick uh, read some of these um, different uh, encounters. So there was a Mariner's Log uh, back in 1691. He came to me in my sleep from the foot of my bed. I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again. At the request of the rake. The next known account happened in the 1800s where a Spanish journal entry is cited describing it as having hollow eyes. Following this, or uh, following that, in, is a 1964 unalive note where the author claims his or her unaliving is due to repeated encounters with the rake, which apparently stalks them. Uh, she writes that she fears for Linny as the rake spoke his or her name. Uh, the This indicates that the creature stalks a victim over a long period of time to torture its victims. A witness in 2006 provides that most complete, or the most complete tale of the rake, when she and her husband awake to the rake sitting at the end of their bed, it scurried to the bedside and stared at the witness's husband, then ran into their children's room where it attacked their daughter. It fled as the couple approached, and the daughter's final words were, He is the rake. Her husband and daughter died driving into a lake when, the, when rushing to the hospital. The witness claims, having found many more accounts and contacts who have also been stalked by the rake, that she has heard speak to her. Um, so, it's a very messed up killer. It's a very, you know, like, stalking prey, stalking the victims. Like, you know, think Monsters, Inc., but, like, R-rated. Um, <laughs> right. <clears throat> the actual real-world consequences if Sullivan was real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've, I really find it interesting. Um, the whole thing with this creature, though, is that, yeah, it's it has this, you know, ability to just kind of transport be multiple places it's always like it's been around forever it's constantly popping up in all these little things and the biggest thing that everyone can agree on is that 
it's just like sure it has the claws that can immediately wipe you out but like some people end up just unaliving themselves because they can't deal with it sitting at the edge of their bed looking at them well which is pretty wild (laughs) that first note that you read about you came to me at the end of my bed i just had this like imagination that i'm laying there in bed and i'm looking down at my toesies and then i just see sharp claws coming down on the edge of the bed first and then just like yep. i want bradley i want you to read um and you'll understand in a moment i want you to read that same account back but i want you to read it in your in your your deepest smoothest radio voice um the mariner's log one correct yes. <clears throat> he came to me in my sleep from the foot of my bed i felt a sensation He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. Tell me that doesn't read like a dirty romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) He took everything. Everything. Which, which I can't come back here. Apparently, isn't his life. Like he didn't take it. So, like, what? What did he take? The treasure that they had, his his doubloons, his pantaloons. Like, I'm guessing his sanity. I'm guessing it's his sanity. Could be, but it could be his pants. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So. Of our good friend, the rake, who, like you said, um, you know, there are many accounts on how to distract said creature, and the most common is yucking a stake at its face and running the opposite direction. Bradley, stop being a coward. You know exactly what feeding this rake raw meat is. It's a love note. Okay, I'm sorry. For all of you who are confused, we covered this before in the old iteration of the spoops. Yes. Where we read the most beautiful heartwarming account of somebody falling in love with the rake and also apparently falling in love with every other creepypasta at the time. Yeah. 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 Man, I wish we could go back to that well. That was a good well. That was a very good well. (laughs) But anyway, yes, no. I'm so glad we went back for this. What are we rating it? Out of five. So for creepiness, I am going to give it a four just for the fact that apparently there's either a bunch of them or can portal around. And I don't know, like, you know, I think about waking up and seeing my cat at the foot of my bed and like that gives me a scare. Now imagine like, you know, I picture like the Shikigami from uh, from Death Note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like fair. just like hunched over like long claws, just like running down my body just like <laughs> yeah like yeah no no I, i'm tapping out that that's that that's a four now see and and this is the thing right if it did that and it killed me solid five but yeah. if it's just gonna play around with me until i like end things on my own note yeah it's a one <laughs> <laughs> and if it wakes up and it's just like it stops being scary the second that I'm not in mortal peril anymore. <laughs> and he's just like, wee. Oh, I'm going to go down and tickle. That just becomes irritating. Yeah. <laughs> right? Fair. And if it's like, oh, it said somebody else's name, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to send them a warning text. Hey, there's this thing. <laughs> it's going to try to get inside. Bed. It's going to try to get inside of your head. Put cinder blocks under your bed. It shouldn't be able to hop perfect, up. Perfect. <laughs> So, so you are you are confirming yourself as the guy who will be lying on the bottom of the boat, 
dying of dehydration laughing at the albatross as it circles, correct? I'm just saying, right? It's <laughs> if, if it's not there to like kill me, it's just like, oh, I'm going to just keep messing with you until you I take things into death. your own hands. <laughs> then it's like, okay, so you're just like a troll. You're just an internet. You're just like an internet critic on Reddit or any place else. You he know? hates us because he hates us. <laughs> you know, he's just an average 4chan user. And you know what you do with an average 4chan user? You just ignore them. But what if you can't? Yeah, if he just keeps waking you up at 4 a.m. My 9 to 5 is making you miserable. <laughs> it's just, you know, if he's doing that, you've got to pull out a squirt bottle and just start spritzing him down. Bad rake, bad. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay, and Stephen, what do you got for us? <laughs> well, it feels kind of silly after a pretty efficient takedown there. But I got to give my homeboy a five, and this is a legitimate five. This is not me doing it for the meme. I've given meme fives before. This is my first genuine five because I can say it with very real honesty, we all had that picture in our minds of what that pile of clothes at the corner of our bedroom was after mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was the pile of laundry for me. Jeff the Killer was always right out the window, and the rake was the pile of clothes that I couldn't tell if it moved or not. So this gets an immediate five because Fair. I had actual like nightmares about this. Fair enough. Also, I would like to point out real quick that some sources say it have three. It says it has three eyes, which I can't find a oh, picture. Dude, I'm kind of into that. Um, yeah. like it has like you know the middle eye. Um, yeah, that yeah. kind of adds a layer of mystique to all of it because yeah, I've just been yeah, picturing I, a shaved Doberman. Yeah, if it's <laughs> if it's going to insist on being my pet, then yeah, I'm into a third eye. People are going to ask me, what is that thing? And it's like, oh, you know, it tried to keep me awake at night, and then I trained it, and then now now it keeps my enemies awake at night. Isn't this the plot, the exact plot of a Daniel Thrasher video? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it is. actually it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> Did you bring the apples? Yeah. I, I didn't know I was supposed to bring apples. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I think I have some. <laughs> Now, just to make sure you don't get... Oh, never mind. <laughs> but the... Uh, yeah, no. Though I did look up that video from Everyman Hybrid and it, just the one clip of him crawling through the woods. Yeah. That... Yeah. No, that's a two. It is bumping me up to a two because if I saw that, I would still... It would be like a cockroach, you know? Yeah. Mm. Cockroaches can't kill you, but you still go, ugh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two. Well... I'm, I'm just thirsty. saying it's spoopy. That's all it's it is. Spoopy. It's spoopy. Well. And yes, I did rate the, just a normal man with an axe higher, but that's because a normal man with an axe could actually, you know. Kill you? Shuffle me along this mortal coil. <laughs> along and off. Go on. Go on. Move along. Move along. Well, dear friends, I challenge you now to also go... <laughs> Cursory sip. Steven, uh, you have no power this time. Oh. It's so much better than everything else you've ever given us. This is a, this is actually a fairly decent selection, and I can say that I was not the one who selected it. Yeah, no, this was <laughs> it's my like wife. passion fruit. It's yeah, but it's so fake. 
It is so fake. Oh, oh yeah, it's so fake. You know what he's given us every other time? Yeah. You can't start this off with a bleh. In comparison to the other stuff he's given us. But see, the other stuff smelled <laughs> fake, but tasted like water. This smells fake. Like, I feel like I just drank raspberry kids cough syrup. Are you telling, are you telling me that the, the, the cucumber, the cucumber skunk water tasted like nothing? Are you actually going to try to convince yeah, me? Yeah, no, you're on, you you are on the record saying, oh, it tastes like skunk. skunk. <laughs> well, I saw, we have video footage of you dying slowly. I will say that the cucumber thing by itself was fine. It was just what you added in tasted like skunk. No, that's definitively not true. Having that's been there and having episode. tasted that, yeah. that's, that is a lie. All of the people who are listening to this, he's lying. <laughs> So I, I literally like, drank a can of the cucumber water. It gave me the yeah, but you the also ate thing. a can. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give me culinary <laughs> criticism. Yeah, that's actually what we're gonna do for episode fifty. Um, the cryptid will actually just be Bradley. <laughs> I like this worse. You like it really? worse than the yeah, cucumber I, water? I prefer the cucumber water. You can you can judge me based on my reactions in that YouTube video where I did not like the skunk water, but I will say. I prefer that to cough syrup. This is good cough syrup. I'm into it. This is high quality cough syrup, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this a solid. Are there I, are there any flavors that you can detect? Is there anything that like jumps out at you other than other than just cough syrup? Because okay, I'm on I do taste codeine. raspberry, like raspberry. I think there might actually be coating in this. I don't know. I'm questioning. I'm that. I'm on the record for saying that this is passion fruit, and I don't know what passion fruit actually tastes like. So. <laughs> It feels like passion fruit it's to me. It's an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no. Raspberry. I'm, I'm going raspberry. Raspberry. Yeah, I don't know why. What's mean to raspberry energy? So drinks? you can't win no matter what is okay. the fun part with this. Uh, if you if you lift the the tin, you will see. Uh, oh, this it's is actually bang. one of my favorite bang. people. Oh, Bang's the worst of the energy drinks. Bang is awesome. I love Bang. Rainbow unicorn? Bang, bang, bang. Here we go. <laughs> Rainbow unicorn. Correct. Ah. <laughs> huh? huh? uh, I'd like to note there's no rainbow branding anywhere on the can. No, no, it just looks just like unicorn candy. branding. Yeah. 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 That's uh Wait, is that what it is? Is it cotton candy? Oh, it might be. No, cuz they make a cotton candy flavor. They make I was a cotton say, candy flavor. If cotton candy tasted like that, I'd actually enjoy cotton candy. What is it then? Do we know? No. Does it say? I'm a bang addict. I'm worried now. <laughs> I'm worried that this might have started something horrible. This is. I hope this doesn't awaken anything. Bang, in me. bang is like the worst energy drink. It is literally known for having just such a potently high amount of caffeine. Yeah, 300 to a can. That's why I drink it. I get them overstocked for really cheap. And Oh. What okay, I got it. Okay. The brightly colored cans have an equally bright flavor experience of watermelon and bubble gum. Okay, that's believable. The bubble gum I get. Hang on, let me let me see if I can get the, any watermelon out of this. Oh, well, watermelon always tastes like just fake lies. Yeah, I'm sorry. This just tastes like codeine. <laughs> <laughs> of the bang flavors that I drink, this is not one of them, to be clear. Um, I think the lemon drop flavor, I'm going to go on the record and say lemon drop I is taste, the best flavor. I taste strong artificial watermelon, Yeah. fake sugar, which is the worst, and the bubble gum. 
I will go on the record I get, again and say my tongue is getting more numb. Yeah, you have, you have actually just by saying the cough syrup thing, you have um, uh, what what is the word? Placebo. Um, yeah, you've placeboed me into having the 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 tongue and the throat numbness. And yeah, I, I've had this flavor before and never had that, so I know it's placebo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still there. You're welcome. <laughs> so ratings, my friends. Uh, so zero. The, the the higher the better, right? Or zero is higher. Is... The higher the more scary it is. Um, I don't know what we've done. I think we've done. We've switched this one to like higher's better. Yeah. Okay. Fair okay. Enough, fair enough. Zero. I I hate it. I hate it on principle that it's Bang. I don't trust Bang. Bang is going to kill people my of my generation by giving them heart attacks. Um, and that way, it's a five out of five on the scary scale. It's a full <laughs> too spooky for me because uh, it's a corporate conspiracy to go kill young people. Um, but exactly, flavor wise, it's the most edible thing that has. Been here since that monster hydrate. <laughs> Fair. Where we complained that it wasn't carbonated. Yeah. yeah. So in that regards, I'm going to give it two, a perfect edible. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you guys, I feel like you guys have been pretty monstrously terrible to this can considering what I've tried to give you before and what's still to come. There's an Amazon order. Yeah. Just sitting, waiting for checkout. I, um, <laughs> I'm going to give this a three. Um, I can't go any higher than three because of the bang flavors. This is definitely one of the worst. Um, it's not as good as Tetris then? Uh, Tetris. Yeah, Tetris is worse, mainly just because, like, I'm sorry. It didn't taste blocky enough. <laughs> there was no there was no implication of blocky flavor. It was not the Minecraft you were hoping for. Yeah, there was no one following me around doing 8-bit Russian music either. Like, there's a lot of disappointment involved in that drink for me. Um, I will say, I think I figured out what this is like. Um, and uh, Like a friend who hugs you from behind. Like a whisper in your ear. Like somebody putting their hand in your pocket. Which one? The front or the back? The, the front left. Front. But reaching okay. behind from yeah. behind you. Yeah, yeah, like 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 that yeah. scene in the movie Ghost, the pottery scene, you know. Yeah. Like this. Is 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 that what that's like for you? <laughs> no, not at all. This is um you know when you're walking down the street and somebody blows a vape cloud in your face? Yeah. This oh. tastes like yeah. it smells like. Yep. I, yeah. I've never had that happen. How did you guys both just instantly be like, yes, absolutely. You know when people aggressively blow cotton at you? New York City, uh, New York City mission trip for me, and I'm guessing because you work at a college. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't work in the right place. It hasn't the only happened place enough. It hasn't ha it ha it's happened to me once while I was an employee, but when I was a student, I sat All the time. I sat in my one class in Compton, and this kid constantly constantly i don't know if he just had an issue with me or what but constantly would hit his vape and turn at me and go and it's like you're a dick and you're like, an actual <laughs> piece of crap it's like what the heck okay well i guess uh this is the chocolate never smells bang. so bad uh bang rainbow unicorn is the uh Liquid equivalent of having somebody vape in your face. <laughs> it really is. Or reach their hand into your front pocket. <laughs> From behind. I was just trying to help him out with words. Sometimes 
Speaking of words, speaking of words, <laughs> it's time for part two. So when we last left off, he had what? Shut off the computer and went to bed. Is yeah. that where we left yes, off? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I turned he, off well, my computer. He had just gotten into a loud argument with the computer. Where yeah. He, uh, and, and the computer was going to prove. The computer was going to prove that it yeah, was the in computer control. has to show and prove. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Today was a Friday, so I wanted to make the most of it. I decided that if it keeps up, then I'll go get help from my dad. Next Saturday, I got a disturbing message from my parents. They said, my friend, Louis, died yesterday. At that point, my heart sunk, and I said, What? Then my parents explained. He was was on on his his computer computer when the screen somehow shattered and a piece of glass cut his throat, killing him. I knew it had to do with the file somehow. I told my dad that something was wrong with my computer. It needed to be fixed because I was scared, he said. Okay, I'll be there in a second. I waited for him in my room. Another screen popped up saying, Lewis got the file like you did, but he took the longest to close it, so he died first. I wrote, Too bad my dad is coming and you will be terminated. (laughs) It said, If you tell your dad not to fix it, then I won't kill any more of your friends. But if he does, then I'll make sure they die a horrible death. I didn't know what to type. It said, Don't believe me? Okay, I'll just make you light flicker. (laughs) My light started to turn on and off. When my dad came in, it stopped flickering. I said, Actually, I think it's okay now. My dad looked puzzled. Are you sure? He said, I didn't know what to say, but then I decided to say, I tricked you on purpose. He seemed annoyed, then walked out. When he was gone, I looked back and it said, Thank you. I said, Why are you doing this to me and nobody else? It replied, Because you're fun to play with. I love messing with you. On Monday, everyone in my school was sad knowing that Lewis had died. I felt horrible that they were sad and here I was talking to the killer. I knew I couldn't, though. If it's telling the truth, then I might cost some more lives. I felt sick to my stomach, and I felt a great guilt. I decided not to go on my computer anymore. It didn't work, though, because I kept getting the nightmares again. Plus, my friends were dying again. Strangely, all computer-related deaths. I then thought, what if I die? Maybe that's why it picked me. I turned it off immediately, so it all makes sense now. Every night one of us dies. I didn't do anything about it because I didn't know who was next to die, so I have no choice. I have to talk to it. I'm the last one left now, so I have no choice. As I got on, it said, Welcome back! I had so much fun killing your friends, and I almost killed you. What the virus didn't know was that I had a trap. I used a device to see where the calls were coming from. As I talked to it, it started... As I talked to it, I started to move closer. I bought a gun and an axe with me. I was planning to find the person responsible and kill him. As I got closer, it led me through to a gravesite. I started to get really spooked now. Eventually, I saw a gravestone 
with the strongest signal. The name said Peter Wright. It all made sense now. Peter was a serial killer who had killed many people until he got in a car crash with the police, and then he lost control and crashed at 90 miles per hour. When he died, his blood got on the computer he had with him, and that must have been how it started. There was a broken telephone wire on his gravestone. <laughs> the cord was 107. I decided to move it. I had figured out how without being electrocuted. Then the computer said, Wait, what are you doing? I knew I had to do it quickly. I saw a brick and I decided to throw it at the cord to snap it. And then I heard a loud snap and when I looked up, I saw that he broke a cable and it was going to electrocute me. I ran out of the way. When it hit the ground, it surrounded the site that I needed to work on. The brick was too close to the cable. I needed to knock it off somehow. And then I had... Then I knew I had to throw my computer at it. I chucked it at it, and as it was about to hit, I heard a loud... No! <laughs> it then knocked it off, and the cable stopped spreading electricity. I was later arrested for a week because the police thought I was responsible, but I didn't mind jail. I was happy it was all over. When I got out, I felt a cool breeze against my skin. It was wonderful knowing that I was free. I never got a nightmare ever again. My school eventually recovered from all those deaths. My parents... I used my parents' computer to write this story. One thing's for sure. I'm never getting a computer again. This is where Amish people come from. <laughs> so... Yeah, he got no, arrested he... for a week for murdering a whole bunch of people or for desecrating a gravesite. <sighs> I think it's for messing with the electrical grid. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm unclear. Now, I I, I do want to state here uh, your guys's predictions. Let's talk about that for a second. I mine mine. Bradley, you were about as wrong as you could have been. Yeah, you didn't foresee. Serial dead serial killer using electrical lines to somehow mess people's computer. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I would like to say. Well, so I'm a little confused because he says phone cable, which phone cable doesn't carry electrical current. It carries no signal. Yeah, yeah at most it would carry a five volt rail. For yeah, like a like a PoE based thing for yeah. like for like Cat Three. Yeah, yeah, but which that, even that's a stretch. Yeah, so. You know, we're the most pedantic people in the world. So, yeah. so, no, I do appreciate that. How on this podcast where we analyze bad horror, you guys spend so much time talking about the logistics of technic of technology being like that wouldn't have worked because uh, Linux doesn't have a, a blue screen on it. That hey. was silly. Well, hey, okay. man, feasible scary is the best kind well, of scary. So, like, you know, as, as, feasible technology scary. It's such an incredibly narrow window when you when we rewrite stories you're gonna be like and then i looked over at it and instead of control alt delete i couldn't control alt delete because the demon had removed the delete button from it <laughs> i didn't go to settings because windows still has this in control panel from some reason <laughs> so okay just real real quick so to kind of go into uh, real world spoop for a second you know my father who's an electrician just got lit up not too long ago yes. uh, so i feel like i can talk about Ele electrocuted to, electrocuted yeah. um and have like a rough you know like what it is so 
phone line ain't gonna get you. So I don't know mm-hmm. why it was so concerned about getting electrocuted with the phone line. Yeah, just grab it and yank. Boy. Yeah, just grab and yank. Um, two here, I'm assuming that yeah, they grabbed a power line and they he would have, you know, tried to hit him with it like telepathically. I think is how that mm-hmm. worked. Well, he's a cyber demon now. Yeah. yeah. So pro, uh, pro survival tip for anybody: um, if you ever have to jump off of a building and uh, there are power lines right there, um, the bottom line is actually always a great opportunity to break your fall because those are always data lines. Yep. And not high volt. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's a free. Uh, that's a free Steven Tech tip right there. Okay, that's great. I just know if I'm ever falling from a building and I'm looking at it, I my hand-eye coordination's not good enough for that. <laughs> I'm going to grab the high voltage and the. Well, as and, long as you don't ground yourself, yeah, it's kind of say, fine. As long as you're, and that's the other thing, because like the big thing I'm going to talk about is grounding. So like, um, grabbing high voltage isn't going to hurt you unless you ground yourself. Then you're in trouble. Um, and so as soon as he would have thrown the wire and it would have gone into the ground, the wire is now grounded. And since, at least in the story, there's no water, there's no way for that grounded cable to then affect him. Clearly, clearly there was water. I'm just saying, he said the whole ground around it was was electrocuted. Mm. That, how though? He's in a cemetery. There's uh, normally not like a lake in a don't cemetery. Yeah. Don't you know, according to... Uh, According to American customs, if a serial killer is buried in a normal cemetery instead of a prison cemetery, this cemetery keeper has to constantly keep that area coated in salt water. water. <laughs> and, like, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, I could, I could write off that, you know, there may be something in the ground that is conducting the electricity. But to my knowledge, you know, normally cemeteries are very, like, particular. Like, it's not just random ground it's like chosen like you know it's very you know like what's getting put in there is very specific mm-hmm. I, eh. that's fair <laughs> yeah no that's fair but well, i know. mean i think we can all agree that this story is just also the worst reimagining of chucky high voltage cable running oh, through oh yeah high voltage cable running through a cemetery street lights and stuff i would assume but then he'd have to be like right on the edge of that cemetery. Dun, 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 I don't know. Are there are there accessory are there accessory lights? Sometimes, but normally those are buried. Normally those are. Yeah, you're right. They they do in ground. Yeah, normally they do in ground. Because they want quasite. Yeah, they don't want just cables strewn. Yeah. Maybe it's the main power line that runs to um, electricity has to be run to the the crypt itself, you know, like for whenever they put in like high profile yep. people. In yeah, those. no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I work with a guy that. who used to work, um, who used to work as like an actual like aggregate engineer for crypt keeping and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> Josh is in welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Spoots Podcast, where we're jokes and jokes and jokes and technical details about electra, about wiring and computer programs, and jokes and jokes and jokes, jokes and japes, and incredibly specific wondering about how this one particular part of a story that was written by a fourteen-year-old could have happened. Ah, oh, welcome to the Spoots. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's move to the narrative holes. Yeah. Because I actually have, I have a bone to pick, not only with it. Let me be clear. This story does a lot of things right. 
I think this story actually did a lot of things right. I think that there's a good setup of stakes. I think that uh, spanning things across multiple days and the trope of other characters dying in the meantime is great. Yeah. A little tired, but it's strong. And they're actually pulling resources from uh, from known established places. So that's that, fair. That's cool. The problem for me, and this is something that I'm just going to point out for all of the stories going forward and all of the ones in the past, because it's happening a lot. And I'm, I thought at first it might have just been a, a one-off thing, but it's an all of them thing. The deus ex identity of the villain at the end thing mm-hmm. is killing me. Um, <laughs> because here's the thing. I play a lot of JRPGs. I play a lot of, you know, like uh, like a lot of just like role-playing uh, video games, you know? And like that trope when you're halfway through the video game where it sets up the actual context of the late game conflict is very cool. In a horror scenario though, I want to go, I want to be walked through that reveal in a way that's like, oh my gosh, this is what it's been all along. And like feel like I'm coming to that moment of realization instead of the narrator just being like, oh yeah, by the way, there was this thing that happened in the news a while ago where this dude just like killed a whole bunch of people and then died in a car crash and got electrocuted. It was so wild. But yeah, it all made sense to me. Immediately. Now, now his it blood feels more Ocean's Eleven on... than a horror movie. You yeah, know? Okay. His blood like, landed on the computer and that. That's why he's a virus now. He's yeah. he's a cyber demon. Um, because his demon got on the computer. Also, the 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 line, um, the line where it says, "I'm the last one left now, so I have no choice." Is he talking the last one out of like the twenty kids in the beginning who got that image, 80. or like in the school? Eighty, eighty images. 80. 80 people got that virus oh, yeah. at the beginning. Okay, 80 yes. people. So you're telling me 80 people died and they did not mobilize the National Guard <laughs> to figure well, this out? All by computer-related deaths. <laughs> at, at this would be the most prolific serial killer 79, in American history. 79 people yeah. died. This would be by far the most prolific serial killer in American history. And well, everyone's just like, Well, whatever. that's what I'm saying. When, they, when, when at the end, it's like, you know, they suspected I was the one responsible. Of 79 deaths, you're not getting a week in jail. I you're think they getting... just mean the vandalism there. <laughs> I think they just mean the vandalism. I think what happened was they suspected him of the murder, and then he was in jail, and then they had he had an alibi. <laughs> His tech guru dad, who uh, could have fixed this whole thing, but he didn't want to because he was being blackmailed about the demon not killing his also, friends which also, by the way yeah, yeah yeah if i don't tell my dad about you you, you won't, won't kill, kill my anybody friend. and, so, and then first friend dies and then you're like okay dad yeah oh wait police officer yeah oh wait mm-hmm. yeah yeah as soon like you know the the first of the 79 you know was like proof right but then the second one after the father is like okay whatever yeah, and then it said my friend started dying, and it's like, you broke your promise. I'm going to go break my promise. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fix this. I'm also going to give definitive, uh, like, a, like a definitive end game solution to all of these computer-based horror stories. You notice how it's always like a file that they get from some vector or yeah. other, and it causes these problems? I'm going to give the same piece of advice that I would give to anyone that had, that gets ransomware on a computer that is non-essential or doesn't have any super important files on it. And in addition to that, um, to anyone that's got potentially incriminating evidence to a crime, because it all has the same solution. Turn the computer off, take the RAM out of it, take the boot drive out of it, burn them. Yeah. It's the files, man. It's a demon, but it's the files. So yeah. it can't live anywhere other than the RAM or the the, the boot disk. <laughs> yeah. 
Why did nobody think to unplug their computer in the in the course of this story? Well, no, he did. I th- I think that was like one of the things. He yeah. shut down his computer. So did and he then, just keep plugging it back in? Well, and then no. his friends kept dying around him. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. also received the files. But so, they didn't unplug their computer. Yeah. Why are you so not telling all of your friends? Well, and why else? Yeah. Whoa. That's yeah. Why are you not sociopathic go- behavior? Why are you not like? Whoa. Okay, guys. <laughs> guys, guys. If you have this, do this. You'll live. Well, and like, yeah, this e- isn't like Survivor. Well, like you're even, not gonna win anything. <laughs> <laughs> even even if even if like he did grab you know number two through number seventy nine, and they're like whatever, dude. So I guess I could understand two through like six writing them off as being crazy but i'm sorry once you have like seven people all dying from computer related things like i'm is that just because it's the 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 stereotypical size of cast for a final destination film kind of like by the by the time you reach seven deaths it's kind of like okay maybe there's something behind this See, I feel like after two people in my in my circle are dead, I'm going to start asking questions. But like it's a circle of 80 people. So we don't know like sure this this guy is, you know, computer hacker genius boy, but he might like most nerdy computer people might not be very well trusted and or respected in a high school setting. So they might just write him off as being weird and be like whatever. But once, you know, more and yeah. more kids are dying, then it's like, maybe we do what the weird kid says. Now, see, <clears throat> I think the more interesting variant of the story is that only two people got the computer virus, him and his bully. And oh. the computer is, the, the virus is trying to convince each one to kill the other, right? Mm. So uh, he, cool. he responds by shutting off the computer and not doing anything with it. But the bully, uh, the bully's letting himself get more and more possessed, and then his friends start dying, right? So people around him. So first he suspects that the computer program itself is killing the people. But then he realizes that it's the bully who's killing the people. And then he realizes that his bully is being possessed by the demon ghost of the serial killer. So basically, or maybe Spir- not even, not even, maybe not even possessed, but just convinced. I was gonna yeah. say, like, are we talking like Spider-Man three when like Flash becomes Venom? <laughs> well, I guess that's not really three, but that's you know, like, yeah, inside of like the comics and stuff, how you know Spider-Man's bully Flash kind of gets possessed by Venom, yeah. and he goes around and just starts wreaking havoc. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then you can have that like really dramatic night where he and this person. Uh, both confront each other and then he's like okay look this thing's taking a hold of you it's it's this thing right that grabs him and then you know something happens inside of the course of the night uh whether <clears throat> he pushes his bully off the side of a building or something like that and, and then but, that's what he gets arrested for a week for and no one ever <laughs> finds no one ever finds the body of the bully yeah right so he confesses to the crime but they can't charge him with anything because they can't find the body. And then the story can end with how that there were reports of this really broken down, shambling high school student who's like covered in lacerations and scratches yeah. and maybe Glitch with a broken trap. limb, kind of like wandering around <laughs> from house to house, you know? Yeah. Just glitching, glitching as he's walking. Just <laughs> See, that one I would have accepted. Yeah. I, I feel like, again, as is the case with most of these creepypastas, the scale is too big. Yeah, that's fair. Right. It's 
the scale's too big to be believable. Six, 79 people died inside of the course of the story. Mm-hmm. That's just, that is an incomprehensible amount of people to have died in a short term. Genuinely, if more than, I, I think if, I really do think two is the number. I think if, I think if more than one student dies in a patterned manner like this, yeah. I think instantly FBI special crimes would be involved. And I think as soon as that number got past, like, I think as soon as that number got past five, I think the school itself would probably have military police on site. Or like, we take things this stuff would shut real down. serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. things would shut down. Right? right. Yeah. But the problem is that none of the deaths have any weight to them because they're like added as a sub note inside of the story. Yeah. Where it's like, like, by the way, 80 oh, people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> my friend Billy died. And then my friend Sally died. And then my friend Susan Jones died. Well, yeah, and it's not even presented. If they're your friends, tell me about it. Give me that weight. Well, and it's not even presented. It's just like, yeah, I'm the last one. And it's like, that went from one to 79 real Real quick. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, have you ever thought about narrating an episode of Happy Tree Friends before? No. (laughs) I just had that thought. Just throwaway thought. Okay. Uh, Ratings. Yeah, but let's get to our ratings here. We spent a long time on this one. Uh, Better written than most of our stories. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, um, keep in mind the bar is very low. I was yeah. going to say, I'm going to give this one a three because I definitely feel like it is like somewhat scary. The There's engagement, which is good. I mean, there are definitely glaring problems, but I think it is definitely a scary enough thing where um, like we kind of almost get into like an abuser, abusey controlling situation yes. where the virus is trying to control um, the main character and even though he's holding the MC to, you know, certain standards, he himself is breaking promises, but still expecting that MC to be at those standards. So yep. I think very controlling, very just, you know, um, yeah, definitely scarring experience to have to go through for sure. Um, and the fact, I don't know, like the way the story ends kind of almost leaves me with the thought of, you know, how screwed up this kid has become because of this, because he's like, I was in jail for a week. It was whatever. Like, I mean, this student is now hardened to the fact of like life itself now kind of holds no meaning. So with that, I'm going to give it a three. I feel like this is a better version of the freedom story. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this is, it's still got the same problems that freedom had of just incomprehensibly large scale and just wiping on a hospital except yeah. for the mother's floor. Yeah. So no I'm going to go with like a 3.5. I don't want to give it a four. It's not worthy of a four, but it's not it, spooky, but we've given some threes to some things that maybe didn't deserve threes. Yeah. Admittedly, this yeah. is feeling very like middle of the road, like yeah. actual yeah. middle of the road. Yep. Yeah, Josh, I think I'm doing the same thing as you actually. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to bulk the bulk the rules and do a 3.5. And uh yeah, I got I got to be honest. I mean, there was actual build up build up and payoff here. Like yeah. there's some mechanics issues from front to back, but I, I think that's something that we're always going to run into. I yeah. think the fact that there was actually follow through on a central concept. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, really yeah. strong, you know? Like oh, the yeah. roadmap is I good. Mean, in I, wish, I wish the, the final battle stories. was better. Yes. I wish the final battle was better, but admittedly, I can I read it though and I see the effort you know, oh, yeah, I this see is somebody. This is somebody who is actively exploring the mechanics of describing a fight and just needs more road time with the with actually doing it. You know, yeah, right, yeah, no, but so. 
I want to encourage the writer, like, keep going. Like, you've got a foundation here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This one, this one is much better than the vast majority of the stories that we've read on the podcast. Yes. Uh, the reason that I included it is that the twists and turns of it are just so, like... Out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there's a little bit of narrative whiplash mm -hmm. taking place. Yeah, that's fair. I want to tell you about a conspiracy. Lay it on me, brother. So this one isn't... Okay. So, this one may not actually be a conspiracy in the terms of true conspiracies, okay? Uh, in, inside of the way that most conspiracies are unproven, this is an actually proven conspiracy, okay? So, uh, bear with me here, right? Um, have you and your family ever discussed what you were going to do if the end of the world happened. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Many times. It's it's like a really fun thought exercise. Actually, we did, we watched a lot of AMC while The Walking Dead was on, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so would you guys mind giving me your, like, rough rundown, right? Stuff hits the fan. What do you do? So it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about, like, when I was growing up, it was, you know, Go grab father's guns, hunker down in basement where we have an ice chest, where we have, you know, everything that we need to be, you know, fed for a while, had some provisions down there. And because it was like a basement slash pantry, it was cool. It was protected. So like, you know, um, like tornado, anything like natural coming through other than flooding, which we lived on a pretty high point. Um, so we were pretty safe from that. Uh, that was kind of the plan. Um, nowadays, uh, my wife and I are just kind of like, uh, try right. not to die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> um, my dad, the survivalist he is, yeah, always plans on things going bad pretty quick, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you have to. <clears throat> he, uh, every kid before they left the house had a bug out bag, which was loaded with survival gear that you could walk from anywhere inside of our area and get back to my dad's house. Okay. Uh, and, and that's just a general plan. If things go wrong, we're going to go back there where he has a zombie shutter and everything. You close the door. Uh, and that's, you know, he's got enough food inside of there to feed everybody for like four to six months. Right. Nice. Right. Sweet. In Georgia, they had different plans. Now, uh, I'm going to say a name. You're going to tell me if you've ever heard of it before. Okay? The Georgia Guidestones. Nope. Yep. Okay, we got one person over here, right? Okay. I'm a prepper by nature, dude. I've been down this rabbit hole a couple times. <laughs> okay. So, uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, <clears throat> one day in, in Georgia... Uh, <laughs> Somebody comes in whose name is R.C. Christian. Uh, he comes into a granite company and he says, I want to build a monument. Okay? And, and the monument's going to be like Stonehenge, but Stonehenge with a purpose. So it need be, needs to be done to a very specific uh, designation in size. It needs to um, be able to be lined up in this very precise way so that it lines up with astrological features such as uh, you know, solar, so it lines up with like the 
the sun so that the sun shines through it inside of a certain way every day. Uh, and the thing is, <clears throat> it needs to have a message written on it. Okay? Okay. Now, here's the thing. The message that's written on it <clears throat> are uh, some of the most controversial things that people have ever recorded, apparently. Now, I'm going to read these to you and you're going to tell me whether or not you think they're controversial, okay? Okay. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Three, unite humanity with a living new language. Four, rule passion, faith, and tradition in all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Six, let all nations rule, intern in let all nations rule internally resolving external disputes in a world court. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Nine, prize truth, beauty, and love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And ten, be not a cancer on the earth, Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Okay. One stands out as very potentially problematic. I'd, two, <laughs> two stands out as like eugenics. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's 100% eugenics, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and the thing that I love here is that this has been called the anti-Ten Commandments or the Ten Commandments of Satan or... Uh, <laughs> The, the thing is, right, people often accuse this of being the work of Satanists. Gosh dang Satanists hiding in the groundworks everywhere, uh, just waiting to get their little filthy hands on good Christian things, messing it up for the good Christian people, and then corrupting it and warping it permanently, right? Hmm. Okay. That is not what this screams of to me, right? This is not like the end of the world, like, oh my gosh, this is the new world order where they're going to sacrifice babies to Baal or something, right? No. This is right, like, right. I need to give you some, I need to give you some groundwork here, right? So okay. R.C. Christian is not this guy's real name. I kind of assume not. Yeah. Instead... <laughs> R.C. Christian is a representative for a bunch of rich people who want to build this granite structure. And when R.C. Christian first gave the Blue Works to this granite company, they, uh, they didn't want to build it, so they quoted him a price way above what it was actually going to cost them just to kind of drive him away. And then he was like, okay, I'll pay it. <laughs> so then... <laughs> I, that part of the story I did yeah. not know. No, no, no. They tried to drive away his business, but uh, he said, no, it's okay. We'll pay it. Uh, so not just a bunch of mysterious people, but a bunch of rich, mysterious people. And the thing that gets me here is that they chose this location based off of its remoteness and its, uh, like, how far away it was from uh, coastal disasters or anything, and also because of how warm and temperate the weather was it was going to let the rocks last longer and and the reason that, and you may say josh why is this here on the spoops why is this your conspiracy theory that you think is secretly funny 
Because this screams dad energy to a new level that yep. I haven't witnessed <laughs> before in a while. Somebody thought, I need to guide people when the end of the world happens. Yep. How am I going to guide them? Oh, I know. I'm going to build a big stone structure in the middle of Georgia that I expect everybody in the world to come to, to and rebuild all of human civilization off of this one spot in Georgia. Yeah, it's, yeah. Ned, it's Ned's declassified apocalypse survival guide. Yeah. So yeah. right now, it's like the person who was writing this was like, mm, yes, no. Um, when the human population wipes themselves out, all of Asia, all of India, most of Europe, going to just completely take themselves out, right? The only people who are going to be left is going to be in America. Americans. Good warm-blooded American folk. <laughs> and these Americans are going to come back here to the Georgia Guidestone where they're going to repopulate all of the earth but underneath our structure because we wrote it in stone. Yeah. 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 Now, you might be thinking, but Josh, not everybody reads English. They thought about that. Oh. And they wrote these 10 in all sorts of different languages, including English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Aramaic, traditional Chinese, Russian. <laughs> and <laughs> let's not forget, somewhere on there, I think was also ancient Greek. <laughs> Okay. Like that was making a comeback. <laughs> well, right, yeah, no, no. So let's just stop here. Wait, 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 wait. I would like to point out, though, that one of the commandments is forget English, come up with something new, create a new living language, yes. create a, like, scrap everything. Which is probably where the Satanism thing actually comes from because that's an undoing of the Tower of Babel, supposedly. That's fair. That's my guess as to where they think that. <laughs> No, they, it's they, they logic, think though. it's like this because 100% everybody thinks that this is made by the Illuminati, that this is the secret. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not joking right now. People are dead serious. People got so offended by this because they thought this is just a blatant starting off of by the Illuminati that was going to, oh, yeah, don't worry about this now. You'll care about it later when only Americans are left and they come back here to Georgia uh, and they're going to reform all of human civilization starting here in the fertile breadbasket that is Georgia, right? Now, the reason that I think this is also so ridiculous, okay, is that people's response to this has been disproportionate. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay? People have gone in and tried to break the granite structure multiple times. <laughs> People have literally cut out chunks of the granite to take home as memorials. <laughs> and you can't go there right now. You literally cannot go to the Georgia Guidestones because in 2022, someone blew it the frick up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Someone blew it up because they were so worried. They were like, oh my gosh, this is the Illuminati creating a new World order right here. I'm going to send it to Jesus. Dynamite. <laughs> so they blew it up. It's probably Tanner, right? <laughs> yeah. Conservative. 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 Conservative dads took out liberal dads' big mansplaining lecture for the new humanity. 
about how to remake civilization. This is the Georgia Guidestones. It's the dumbest thing that people which, have ever been worried about. Which is about. funny because normally it's the conservative dads that do the mansplaining. Yeah. yeah, no, this is, it's just, it's literally the dumbest Dang. thing I've ever seen. This was definitely a decision that was made by a council of old men who were all like, I need to guide the younger generation into making good decisions. Be not a cancer on the earth. Well, yeah, and like if you read it, it's like it's like you know how like we we screwed up with global warming. Don't do that again. And so it's like yeah. it's like yeah, a very liberal agenda that yeah. these old dudes <laughs> or dudes in general just created. Yep. Yeah. And then we're like, this needs to be followed. I, I really thought the council you're referring to at first was the council of people that decided to blow the thing up. And I was just picturing, I'm like, I'm like, yes, yes. The Knights of the Round Truck Bed. <laughs> All right. You think, you think this is enough? Mm, add 10 pounds and we might be close. <laughs> now, now the thing is that uh, the city council was like, what do we do with all this? And then the mayor was like, we are going to rebuild it 100% by the end of the year. By the end of 2022, we are rebuilding this because this was our tourism traffic, right? Uh, and then uh, there was a subnote in Wikipedia that they gave the granite back to the company that made it. And then another subnote that says that the granite company has little to no actual hope that it will ever be rebuilt again. If Aww. it was done by the Illuminati, it would it have would be already back. been back. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to add something, some sauce to this, because I don't know if you know about this, Josh. What? Um, and I know about this. Um, do you know about the explanatory tablet that is to the west of the, the Guidestones? Well, I certainly see a Wikipedia entry about the explanatory. Tell me all about it. I'll give you the I'll give you the basics. So, like you said, it was dismantled in 2022. This is the part of the story I know well, actually. Um, admittedly, the creation I knew a little less about. Um, I just know about this part because this is the part that people are still asking questions about. There is a tablet to the west of the stones uh, that is basically it's just like a it's like a fact sheet. Basically, it's like this is how tall it is, this is how much it weighs, and it's like, well, yeah, it's a bunch of rocks. It's really heavy. Yeah. But there's an interesting inscription on there that talks about there being a time capsule underneath either the guide stones themselves or under the tablet. Mm -hmm. And there, there's supposed to be there's a slot that's blank for where the for um, for the date when the capsule was placed, and there's a slot that's blank for when it is to be exhumed. They pulled the whole thing apart, and they dug six feet down from the monument and six feet down from the tablet, and they never found anything. So the naysayers would claim that nothing was ever placed in the first place. It was the biggest troll of all time. Okay. <laughs> Or the or. council of the round trek bud knew that the knew that the uh, time capsule was there and blew it the frick up. Blew it to kingdom come before humanity could use the forbidden Satan knowledge <laughs> that lie underneath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was the fruit 2.0. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. No. The fruit of good and evil brought to you by Dole. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's all in, that, in like, all, weird soft plastic that they put all their stuff in. <laughs> uh, so all in all, it was made by a council of old men and dismantled uh, by a council, council of, of old, old men, men. <laughs> younger old men. Oddly, this is a microcosm of all of history in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's that's been my conspiracy theory uh, for this week. Is just it's it's not a conspiracy theory this is legitimate instructions for what to do when the end of the world comes yeah go to Georgia but 
made by a, a bunch of old white men who really thought that they could convince everybody to come to Georgia and really thought that, yes, we can completely reform human civilization after it collapses because we wrote it yeah. in stone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ratings, my friends. It's a one. It's a one. It's a one. And yeah. honestly, it's a one for me because, oddly, this is comforting because this is the reminder for me of the reason why I do not check politics. Because at the end of the day, it just winds up in gridlock. <laughs> 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 Things are just done and undone. We yeah. never actually move anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. It's just hysterical to me by the disproportionate reaction of people to it. Yes. Yes. So... Tell me a, about that butter. I have a question for you. So I gave, um, the way that we make these AI stories is we make them in advance and we have to send keywords to Josh. And Josh, our lovely script master, handles things from there. Um, so that being said, the only word that they've heard so far is butter. Um, so you guys are going to get to watch them be utterly shocked by this. You utterly shocked? Butter, yeah. Butterly, yeah. Butter. <laughs> Ooh, I saw where you were going, and I was like, no, I can go the faster. Now, I'm giving a hard rule to Ooh, this. Ooh, I'm slicked down like butter. <laughs> Ooh, I'm slippery like, <laughs> like butter. Like a dairy slip and slide. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting a hard right five-second rule on this. Five-second rule. Hard five-second rule hard on five this. Hard five-second rule. So I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to count to five. With it, by the time I get to five, you have to have your answer out already. Okay. You, you cannot buffer all the way through to two five. You, by five, we're done. Okay. Um. And for the record, we can handle the fallout after that. Oh. So, in essence, here's the question. You have to milk a cryptid and make butter from its milk. What cryptid are you picking? Rake. One, two, three, <laughs> four, ah! four and a half, four and three quarters. I got it. We're good. Five? I'm already on the record. I said the rake. Yeah, five. five I said the five, rake five. at a half a second. Is is the rake encrypted though? Is that a yes? Okay, cool. I yeah, 100 sure encrypted. I wasn't sure for. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with the uh, turtle from Japan that when he bends over the water comes out. Can you milk a turtle? No, you can't because they're cold blooded. Can yeah. you milk a shaved man? That that piece? is a mammalian entity. I will take it's, that answer. It's considered to be a uh, female Wendigo, so. Well, or a creation made by Slenderman. Okay, Which either would, way, there's a statistical, there's a 50% chance you can milk it. It's it's probably got nips. There, it's a coin flip, basically. Well, if it's a mammal, it's definitely got nips, but it's a coin flip about whether or not. <laughs> They're milk nips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you think that um? What do you think uh, rake butter would would taste like? What would you put rake butter on? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you fry eggs with it, but like <laughs> you fry the eggs of like endangered animals, so like oh, sea yeah. turtles Platypus. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, um, uh, dog because smile dog. <laughs> I feel like a bad person for saying this. <laughs> like butter and smile, though. Or you just keep with the same trend, and then you like do human, uh, not uh, mm. <laughs> human griddle breakfast. That's not what I was going George to say. George Foreman on a George Foreman. <laughs> <clears throat> That's not what I was going to say. I was just going to say steak. You do steak. You'd you'd have to do steak, right? Keeping with steak that. with rake butter, steak and rake. Yeah. 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 I'd be confused with Steak and Shake, the national uh, national diner chain. Now let's let's go back and focus on Bradley's uh, <laughs> turtle. Turtle, yeah. <laughs> what, what what do you do with turtle butter? Somebody Google turtle milk real quick. Let's see if there's any. Let's see if there's any way for him to dig his way out of this hole. 
Well, they are human. Here, let me let me find the exact term uh, that it's actually called. Some awful human being has made a turtle milkshake. Ew. Yeah. This is turning up almost nothing. That's almost like reptiles don't produce milk or something. <laughs> wow. Kappa. Kappa are what they're called. Kappa? Oh, the, the, the entities. Yeah. I thought you meant you found a special name for turtle milk. <laughs> um, so uh, a kappa, called, also known as river or translated river to river child, also uh, kawarato, uh, river boy. Uh, so, you know, they're humanoid. Oh, Aquaman and River Boy. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. Let me let me get my microphone up here. Um, oh, it's serious time. Because they are one mythical, and two part male, like mammal, part turtle. I'm going to say one. You can milk them, and the reason I would milk these is because if you get them to bow down, they're not able. Like, and the water leaves their head, they can't move. So it is very easy to milk them. I would love to see you try to milk a rake. It's simple. It's is just, it? it's, just it? it's going to it's be trying to bother me while I'm laying in bed. So you're so just, it's gonna just take going to take the opportunity to milk him while he's standing at the foot of your bed. You're just you got her, like milk her milk. while she's standing over me. Yeah, <laughs> she's just going to be over there trying to keep me from trying to keep me from sleeping. I have to do something to occupy my time. Might as well just pinch and pull and pinch and pull and pinch and pull. <laughs> You know, some people watch YouTube. Like, you've got options. <laughs> She's, cle the rake She's clearly asked. No, we're not going. <laughs> She's clearly intent on keeping me from sleeping and clearly intent on bothering me. I'll bother her right back. And I'll get some milk out of the whole deal. Now, now, would this, would you use it? Because we talked about earlier how you'd like war, like if they started whispering names to you, you'd go and warn the people that were whispered. Would you also present them with rag butter? Or <laughs> Just like here as a gift, they'll be bothering you for the rest of your life. Uh, Milk. Them. It's like the ring. Uh, one, okay, first off, 100% not. If I ever milked a rake, I'm keeping that secret to the grave. Okay. Thank God. Okay, I'm no, not. No, it needs to be shared here. If you milk a rake. Send it to the museum and have them make jelly beans out of it. <laughs> Scientists, can we lick it? Josh. Yes, we can. Okay. First, first off, I'm just saying. The only other cryptid that came to mind was Bigfoot, and I'm not milking Bigfoot. That's way too human. That's way too human. That was actually the intended response. That was yeah. what I wanted out of you. I mean, if we're being fair, though, like, there is human cheese. I wouldn't recommend having it, but... I'm not milking exist. Bigfoot. The rake, however, the rake's just going to be bothering me and keeping me from sleeping. Okay? It's a... It's, it's a Man. All I need to do is It's a mutually assured destruction. All I have to do is... Splice out one word, and I'll have a permanent audio record of Josh saying, I'm milking Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm milking Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> and what other mammal, what other mammal cryptids are there? Chupa There's not a lot. Chupacabra? That's got way too yeah. many, that's got way too many, like, uh, teeth. 
Yeah, the, the monkey thing that. Um, oh yeah, the hilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillies. yeah you can. I'm not milking a monkey. I'm drawing a line there. <laughs> Nothing primate. <laughs> Nothing primate. Nothing primate. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to go over some cow cryptids next episode. I think to justify yeah. this segment. <laughs> uh, I'll do some, some bovine. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look for the bovine cryptids. I don't know, man. I don't know. I did the best that I could. Oh. So, as always, um, we like to close up with our uh, AI story. But before we do, please remember to uh, reach out if you would like us to do any special reads. Uh, we will do intros. If you have watch parties, uh, feel free to reach out for that. Connect with us in any way you can. And, uh, yeah, no, just uh, thank you very much for tuning in today. Terry and Bev, as in Terry Winklebauer and Bev, my mom, this is your call. Go rate us on Spotify. I know you listen to us on Spotify. We've gotten zero reviews on Spotify. You need to go review us on Spotify, okay? If you are not either Terry or Bev, also please rate us on Spotify. We we want some good reviews. Indeed, it makes well, us we feel just better. Like reviews, period. Yeah, only good ones. <laughs> okay, so the AI story: the Cyberman, or sorry, the Cyber Demon, and the Rake. The cyber demon loved butter. He loved it so much that he would smear it all over his metal arm, his rocket launcher, and his pale skin. He loved the way it made him slippery and shiny, and how it softened the harsh edges of his cybernetic parts. He loved the way it tasted, rich and creamy, and how it melted in his mouth. He loved the way it smelled, sweet and buttery, and how it masked the stench of blood and death. He lived with the rake, a creature that was his opposite in every way. The rake hated butter, mainly because Josh milked him and turned it into it. He hated it so much that he would avoid it at all costs, preferring to feed on raw flesh and bones. He hated the way it made him greasy and sticky and how it clogged his pores and fur. He hated the way it tasted, bland and oily, and how it coated his tongue. He hated the way it smelled, rancid and nauseating, and how it attracted flies and maggots. They lived in the Georgia Guidestones, a monument that was their home in their prison. The guidestones were a mystery to them. They did not know who built them or why they had inscriptions in different languages. They did not know what they meant by maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature or be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room, room for, for nature. nature. They did not know how they functioned as a compass, a calendar, and a clock. They did not know why they were there. They only knew they could not leave. They are bound by an invisible force that prevented them from crossing the boundaries of the five-acre land on which the Guidestone stood. They had tried many times to escape, but each time they were met with an electric shock that set them tumbling back to the ground. They had no choice but to stay. They hated each other. They hated each other so much that they would fight every day, every night, every hour. They would claw, bite, punch, kick, shoot, stab, and tear each other apart. They would scream, curse, insult, mock, and taunt each other. They would inflict pain, suffering, injury, and death on each other. 
but they would not kill each other. <laughs> and death, <laughs> but they wouldn't kill each other. They were immortal. They had been alive for centuries, maybe millennia. They had survived wars, plagues, famines, disasters, and cataclysms. They had endured torture. <laughs> they had endured torture, mutilation, experimentation, and mutation. They had witnessed horrors beyond imagination. They could not die. They could not. They could only heal. They healed from every wound, every scar, every infection. They healed from every bullet, every blade, every explosion. They healed from every fire, every acid, every poison. They healed from everything except butter. Butter was their weakness. Butter was their kryptonite. Butter was their doom. The cyber demon knew this. He knew that butter was the only thing that could harm the rake permanently. He knew that butter was the only thing that could end his misery. He had a plan. He waited for the right moment. He waited for a night when the moon was full and bright in the sky. He waited for a time when the rake was asleep in his den under the guide stones. He crept out of his lair. In the center stone, he carried with him a large bucket filled with butter that he had collected from over the years from nearby farms and stores and the rake himself. He moved quietly and carefully towards the rake's den. He reached the entrance of the den. He saw the rake lying on a pile of bones and skins. He saw his chest rising and falling with each breath. He smiled wickedly. He poured the bucket of butter over the rake's body. The rake woke up with a start. He felt something wet and cold on his skin. He smelled something foul and sickening in his nose. He looked down at himself. He saw butter. He screamed. The butter burned him like acid. It seared his flesh and fur. It blistered his skin and muscles. It melted his bones and organs. He writhed in agony. The cyber demon watched with glee. He watched as a rake suffered and died. He watched as a butter consumed him completely. He laughed maniacally. He had done it. He had killed the rake. He felt a surge of joy and relief. He felt free, but then he felt something else. He felt pain. He looked down at himself. He saw butter. Butter that had splashed on him when he poured it over the rake. Butter that had dripped from him when he walked away from the den. Butter that had soaked into his metal arm, his rocket launcher, and his pale skin. Butter that was now burning him like acid. He screamed. The butter seared his flesh and metal. It blistered his skin and wires. It melted his bones and circuits. He writhed in agony. He realized his mistake. He had killed himself. He felt a surge of fear and regret. He felt trapped. But then he felt nothing else. He died. The end. 